Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a collaboration dedicated to serving the community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. Now, here are your hosts, Jennifer Williams and Shauna Gulbrand. Welcome. Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose. Hawks and Lavender Rose. I am Shauna. I'm Jennifer. And welcome. May I say a little something about our name? Yeah. Oh whole bunch of people, whole bunch, have asked me, who's Hawks and who's Lavender Rose? <laughs> like we have it assigned. We do listen not have episode one. That's exactly what I say. Yeah. Go listen to episode one. We do not have it assigned. We're neither. I'm Shauna. That's Jennifer. We're both. And then and we're both, right. Oh, yeah. Hawks and Lavender Rose. Oh, Negan. It's cute. I, and I just, um, we're all what? Negan. What's Walking Negan? Dead. Did you watch Walking Dead? Uh, like the first season years oh, ago. Right. How these zombies are still alive is beyond me. <laughs> so just for clarification, Jennifer and I are neither Hawks nor Lavender Rose. We are both. And none. And we appreciate the questions and the fact that you're listening and watching. So there's that. But go back to episode one and re-listen. Yeah. Because we do. We talk pretty extensively about how we came up with the name and what it means. And I think I shared with you, I was recorded for Claim the Stage, which is Angela Lucier's podcast. And in my interview, I did mention Hawks and Lavender Rose. And I was asked, you know, which, well, which I was asked one? To, I was asked to explain how we came up with, oh, okay. how we came up with the name, which I just love. Well, you like, just listen. Listen. You got to listen and tune in. So how are you? I'm good. Nice to see you. I'll leave all my realies out. It's just implied. She's really, really, really good. Beyond. How about you? I'm doing really well. That was a nice meditation that we did before we started. We did like a seven-minute meditation. Actually, I didn't even need those two minutes to get in. When that alarm went off, I thought, oh, I could totally sit there for ten more minutes. Yeah. And a couple of times I had a thought, like, how am I going to sit here for seven minutes when... I feel like I'm not fully into it yet. And then as soon as I got into it, your alarm went off. I know. Damn it. Why (laughs) does that always happen? In the meditation class at the studio this past week, we listened to the Om Mani Padme Hum Mantra. Oh, I love that. Probably like six times. And it's so neat. Every time I do it, and it kind of, well, I have to, and it seems like the rest of the group when we have our discussion after is the same way. Let a few rounds of it go, you know, like the layers, you see the layers of yourself going deeper and deeper and deeper. And then once you hit that 30 minute mark, and then it's just like you could stay there all day long. That's like a... Besides my legs falling asleep, yes. Yeah. Well, in that, I let people sit on furniture and stuff, so... But yeah, in traditional meditation posture, then that's pretty normal. I need to write that down. Because um, I haven't listened to that in mm. a long t- in a long time. It was about actually it was inspired from our conversation that we had right before, because that's how I plan things. <laughs> it's within minutes of it happening. But you were talking, we were talking about going into winter and going into like the darkness and the depths of discovery and not really. Um, oh, shedding, shedding. That's yep. what it was. And so the Om Mani Padme Hum is the jewel in the lotus, which is usually described as being like in your heart, right? You discover the jewel within your heart. And this being a great time to go within to, to, to discover the different things within you and what it is you want to shed and what seeds that you want to 
start to plant for the spring. For the spring. Yeah. So that was kind of the focus of our meditation. It was nice, though. That's nice. Yeah. But staying in it, it's like that repetition, it really does. It entrains your brain. And you get to watch the layers happen of like the monkey mind, and then it starts to get less monkeyish. And then it's almost like sometimes if you're tired, that might be the time you doze off, and then you come back. And then if you're a visual person, then the next round might be the round that you see colors. And then the next round might be when you start to feel like your body disintegrates. So it's kind of neat. That's interesting. Yeah. I noticed that probably a minute or two into our meditation before recording, I was thinking of things that I wanted to tell you. I was like, oh, I meant to tell her that. No, come back to the breath. <laughs> I like that we got to hang out for a good hour or so before we did this too. Yeah, so we nice. like to do that. For, the, for all of you who really don't know what we do pre-recording is we hang out and we chit-chat and we catch up and we energetically or get into the energy that we want to be in before we start recording. Yeah, we like align ourselves yes. and we kind of... Uh, get rid of anything that might be lingering just the because we really only catch up you know like this way right once a week which is awesome that we have this time yeah i agree and to discuss our topic today which is inner child yeah. which is another vast, vast topic is a good word to describe it, it really is yeah when when you sent it to me last week i was like i want to do some research and i started doing research and i'm like we have to yeah. pare this down and yeah so we both found, I even have a notebook this week. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> progress! Uh-huh. Oh, look at those yeah. spikes. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and we have the iPad. So if you see yep. either one of us going on there, for whatever reason, it's because this, this just, is, it's a big topic. It is. It's a very big topic. When I started doing a little research about it, I was finding all of these articles from different avenues of psychology yeah so i what i said to jennifer before we started recording i need to say this that i have no background whatsoever in formal inner child work and that everything that i'm going to talk about today is from my own experience of working um well recognizing again my inner child and working with my inner child so i just want to make that very clear there is a lot of information out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot work. of it stems from, like, Carl Jung. Like, that's where you find a lot of the archetypes. So, inner child is an archetype. Caroline Mace, too. And then I forgot yeah, the I guy's her. name that I brought up. The original, the guy that originally coined inner child. Eric something. Maybe it was Bennett. I don't remember. But, so, what... I found through multiple sources, which again was Caroline Mace, Carl Jung, there are, what do we have, six um, archetypes within the inner child. So we have orphan, wounded, eternal, magical, divine, and nature. Repeat those again. Orphan, wounded, eternal. Ooh, that's a nice one. I know. Magical, that's a good divine. And nature, and I actually sent you the link oh, that's of right. where I found that. So there's like okay. a little summary because I would like to actually know a little more about eternal, like what that means. I didn't have a chance to read it. I'm just curious about the eternal inner child. I feel like I'm an eternal inner. Ch- I, I I'm an eternal child. Eternal. I guess oh, each- so that means like you're always a child. Is that how you? And I think that's why it? I bother my children so much because <laughs> a lot of times I don't act like an adult. I didn't look at it now. Okay. Oh no, I'm asking you to do it now. 
Oh, please. Okay. Begging you. Don't tell me what to do. Begging you. Well, I'm asking, not telling. <laughs> Begging you. I'll get down on my knees. No. All right. Go ahead. You want to see that? Please. <laughs> Will you please? <laughs> Will you please marry me? No. Sure. Okay. I'm that already married, easy. though. <laughs> Shh, don't let anybody well, know that, that I'm soul, using. Soul marriage. Um, and what am I looking for here? The, the uh, look eternal text. child. Yeah. What does that say? Is forever young. See? Mm. For Exhibiting classic child. Young. Oh, my God. I was driving back from teaching this morning, and whatever song was on the radio, I was like, you know what? We need to put music on once in a while in our podcast. Oh, and just get up fun. and start dancing. Well, we were both or just sing. saying how much we love karaoke. And we have our famous one of Four Non Blondes. Remember when we oh went camping? Oh, my God. That was the What's best. What's going on? The yep. best. All right, we're going to share that with you. We're going to find that. We're going to share it oh, somehow. Oh, yeah. That's on Facebook. Yes, it so is. We can Maybe add, we can put it on our YouTube channel. Put it on the YouTube channel and on the our Facebook page for this. The yes, page. I think that would be a lot of fun. And Insta, whatever. We'll put it out to everyone. We're in our pajamas. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Oof. That was yeah, rough. Yeah. But... <laughs> And there was alcohol involved, so it there's was a that. Blast. Right. Hey, can I share a little something, and then we're gonna get back to the inner child. Yeah. We're being eternal children. Yes, right now. we are. That's fine. Distraction. Look, a bunny. <laughs> this Tuesday is six months of sobriety. Wow. And it's my thirty-first anniversary. Oh. So what made me think of that is the fact that it took alcohol for me to get up there and do my first karaoke with you. Yeah. It would not need, no. I would not need alcohol to do it now. I would just be like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go do it. Totally. It's a lot of fun. Well, congratulations. That's Thank cool. You. Six months. Six months. So the eternal child uh, exhibiting classic childlike characteristics, this archetype resists growing up, <laughs> continuously looking for fun and playful ways to look at life. All right. So I'm not an eternal child, but I still have. But you have aspects I, of yeah, oh, the yeah, eternal absolutely. child. A Peter Pan of sorts. I've never been a fan of Peter Pan. Uh, this type <laughs> determines to remain young in mind, body, and spirit and encourages others to do the same. In a negative light, this child may become irresponsible and unreliable, incapable of taking on adult tasks. They might struggle with accepting personal boundaries of others and become overly dependent on loved ones to take care of them. I feel like I just looked through a photo album when you were reading. Really? <laughs> People I know, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that little, uh, yeah. Not not in all of their personality, but there's I can see the eternal child and aspects of per, the personality yeah. of people I don't know, including myself. And as soon as I said I didn't like Peter Pan, he's never, Peter Pan has just never been a big draw for me. Like, it's, I don't know, something, I guess I would have to do some work about that. Like, what is about Peter Pan, mm. that eternal child that I am resisting? Well, does it always have to be like Kane just not like something because you don't I hope like so. it? <laughs> I really do hope so. Like I just don't like Peter Pan. You might just not like the character Peter Pan, but you can appreciate Peter Pan qualities. Absolutely mm -hmm. appreciate that. Mm -hmm. All right. So even I'm, just saying Peter Pan hurts a little bit. <laughs> watch later on. David's gonna be like, "Hey, you want to watch Peter Pan?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "No, I Peter don't." Pan. <laughs> okay, so let's read some more of these since we started okay. off with this. Um, and you have the... Uh, oh. Yeah. You want me to read for you? Well, no. I mean, I can send it to you if you want. I can send it to myself. 
Never mind. I'll just hand pan, pass you the phone. It's just not worth it. We'll take turns reading. Yeah, we can. Okay. Okay. Let's so do, want to start with the orphan, and then we'll just yeah. The orphan child archetype, sometimes refers referred to as the abandoned child, exhibits itself as one who tends to be independent throughout their life. Well, this is going to bring up a lot for me. I'm already feeling it. I was like, yeah, there's Oftentimes, a Oftentimes, having a history of feeling lonely, emotionally abandoned, or literally orphaned, the orphan child prefers to learn things on their own, avoiding groups and conquering them, their fears themselves. In a negative light, the child archetype may push others away to their own detriment, isolating themselves and not allowing loved ones in. They may also overcompensate by continuously seeking a surrogate family in order to fill the emotional void. Wow. So that's the I orphaned definitely have a child. lot of orphan child. Yeah, the wounded child. Wow, here we go. You ready? Hold on. Keep all arms and hands within. We have any tissues? I mean, hands and, uh, yeah, right over there. Not hands emotions, just limbs. Keep them in, emotions yeah, the out. the ride is about to take <laughs> off. The wounded child archetype holds memories of an abusive or traumatic past. They may have experienced a great, de great deal of physical and emotional abuse over the course of their lives, oftentimes at the hands of more than one person. This archetype, when balanced and accepted, can awaken us to a great depth of compassion for others who are suffering from abusive situations. Their focus becomes one of forgiveness and light, helping other wounded children through their traumas. And in negative magical. Oh, so okay. You know, in a negative light, however, this child archetype may remain stuck in a repeating abusive pattern with partners, bosses, and friendships. They grow accustomed to being a victim and blame all of their problems on their dysfunctional past. Okay, again, the photo album, but also the recognition of that inner child within me. Yeah. Magical child. Can I read it? Yeah, All right, absolutely. That's, that's what I was asking. I thought you were Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, magical child. The magical child is the enchanted part within us that sees a world of possibilities. Often carefree, this child archetype looks for the beauty and wonder within all things, believing that everything is possible. They are dreamers through and through. However, when not balanced, this magical child archetype can grow to become pessimistic and depressed. Their beliefs are squashed out and they become cynical of things that they spent hours, that they once spent hours fantasizing about. They may also retreat into a fantasy world delving into role-playing games, books, or films, losing touch with reality, and taking little action in their own lives. Can mm. you relate with a magical child? A little bit. Definitely, like, the positive qualities, not necessarily the, the other, like, the, the not-balanced qualities, but the believing that everything is possible, yeah. A little bit carefree. The divine child. Yeah, read that one. The divine child archetype is associated with innocence, purity, and almost godlike qualities. Obviously, this is us. <laughs> they have a belief in innocence and purity and godlike and godlike <laughs> essence. What was that? Godlike what? Uh, godlike qualities. Qualities. They, but essence, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. They have a belief in redemption and are often deeply connected to the divine. This child archetype may appear mystical and surreal. Few choose this archetype for themselves as they do not believe they have these capabilities within in them. But the divine child may be lying dormant within you, awaiting balance in order to trust or reach your truest potential. Yeah, I love the divine child. 
Its shadow characteristics may feel more familiar. This archetype is often overwhelmed with negative energies and feels incapable of defending themselves. They may become easily enraged and unable to control themselves when faced with evil, making them lose control and frighten themselves. Hmm. Want to read the last one? Sure. I love the divine child. I've de- I've always felt like a magical divine child, along with the orphan and wounded and eternal. <laughs> Well, let me read nature. Maybe yeah. maybe that's one you're not connecting to. All of to. them. Okay. It's all. The nature child archetype has always felt deeply connected to plants, animals, and the earth around them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They feel most comfortable when they are surrounded by furry friends and may have the ability to communicate with nature. Aww. This archetype is strongly drawn to animal spirit guides and dreams and dreams of them often. The shadow side of this nature child lashes out physically at those around them. Don't look at me. I haven't (laughs) been known to do that. They might become abusive to... Oh, no, no, not this. They might become abusive to animals, plants, or even people. I do not... I mean plants, not on purpose. Not. I mean, I know sometimes a blade of grass grows just so we can step on it. I get that, yeah. but I'm not going to... Well, like a green thumb, like I definitely don't know how to take care of plants no, and they've either. died. Uh, yeah, me too. I don't I'm know if that's end. abusive, though. I hope not. I mean, I don't mean to abuse the plants, but I'm just not a plant person that way. Despite their deep connection, the shadow animal child uses nature as a punishment rather than a joy. Wow. Oof. That's really Wouldn't interesting. That be like a sociopath-ish. That is it. So I feel like though we can relate to the inner child if we look at all those sub inner child archetypes. inner children yep. archetypes. Yeah, I mean, I I feel an interplay of all of them within me. The inner child is part of your psyche that still retains its innocence, creativity, awe, and wonder toward life. Quite literally, your inner child is the child that lives within you, within your psyche, that is. It is important that we stay connected with this sensitive part of ourselves. When we are connected to our inner child, we feel excited, invigorated, and inspired by life. When we are disconnected, we feel lethargic, bored, unhappy, and empty. Okay. Wow. Okay, so which one do you want to talk about? I mean, that's the thing. I I feel that... This is this is going to be more than a one episode. Yeah. Topic so maybe about we just start child. at the top and we talk about orphan and wounded and maybe try, like just see where we get today. Maybe okay. we go through all of them. Well, I have a, you know, it's interesting. I, when I started to do a little research, I didn't really um, acknowledge the different sub archetypes for the inner child. I immediately went to wounded. Yeah. Because I guess that's just where I'm doing. I, I haven't separated it myself. <clears throat> I've just lumped it all under the wounded child. Well, we talked about talking about like how we've worked with our inner child. Right. So that's kind of what I think what we wanted to bring to light. It's just the work that we've done maybe yeah. and the practices around that. So we always try to come back to practices. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many with the inner practices. child. It's a beautiful... It is a beautiful practice, and it, it can be emotional, just so everyone knows that. I've cried like like the baby that I was connecting to. Yeah, and holding, and yeah. Tears streaming down my face, uncontrollable 
uncontrollable crying, yep. uh, which was quite healing. Mm-hmm. One of, um, so my belief about my own inner child, so everything that I'm going to talk about is my own experience with my own inner child. Most of the times that I've connected with her recently is because I've felt unsafe. Mm-hmm. So one of the articles that I found, and this is something that I read to Jennifer before we started recording today, were 10 ways that we were made to feel unsafe as children. Mm. So as we're reading these, check in with yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, And when what check resonates? in with yourself is like check in, feel your body. Yeah. Like when you hear a word, is there some sensation that you feel in your body? Is there like maybe a, a kind of a trigger? doesn't have to necessarily be negative, but just something that you notice. Maybe take some notes while you're listening. That's a great idea. Grab a pen and paper. Here, we'll pause I for a second. I think I'm going to do that, actually. Grab a pen and paper. Let's see what comes up. Grab Here a tissue. Some, yeah, grab a or tissue, don't, too. don't, actually. Just let them fall. Oh, yeah. You know what, Jennifer? Yeah. Don't grab a tissue. I think we talked about that mm-hmm. in another episode. Tissue. It's because everybody knows. So here are some of the most common ways we were made to feel unsafe. And it's followed by a question, how many can you relate to? You were taught that it's not okay to have your own opinions. Raise of hands. I was taught that it's not okay to have my own opinion. You were punished when trying to speak up or act differently. Mm, Yeah. You were discouraged from playing or having fun. So when I think about that for myself in my childhood, I feel like, and I love my parents deeply, right? So let me just say that right out front. I feel like I wasn't encouraged in in a sense Oh, go play. It was go play. Well, and that, like back it up. We'll back it up too is that even though we have these, like we're talking about the wounded inner child right now, right? Essentially, it's not, our parents didn't do this on purpose. Right. Right. None Absolutely of this is on, and not. we have done it to our children. Of course. And, you know, so this is not a blame game. Not at all. Right. Thank so, you for saying that. Yeah. You weren't allowed to be spontaneous. Mm you weren't allowed to show strong emotions such as anger or joy. Yeah. You were shamed by your parents or family members. Right. Just the hand can stay up the whole time. <laughs> the hand's just going to stay up. Raise your hand if you're sure. <laughs> you were verbally criticized, abused on a regular basis. You were physically punished, smacked, beaten. You were made to feel responsible for your parents and their level of happiness. You weren't given physical affection, hugs, kisses, cuddles. Correct. Did you just describe my childhood? Uh, I think I just described a whole bunch of (laughs) childhoods. Uh, Are you feeling that, listeners? Yeah, I Mm. totally felt all of that. Yeah, to some degree, for sure, yeah. There's emotional neglect, psychological neglect, physical you know so they're talking about neglect now and then 25 signs you are a wound you have a wounded in okay so 25 signs you you have a wounded inner child we know these i don't need to read these no. because i believe that most of we us have well i was gonna say the beauty child. of this whole topic really is that we so coming back to awareness and practice like yeah. now we can be aware that that we have an idea of what's happening and to me it's like i think about the pain of the generations 
this is it spans back so far yes it does and it did not originate with my parents mm. your parents or any grandparents, of your listeners great grandparents i mean it just goes back 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 right and so you know the beautiful thing about this moment in synchronicities is that there's no coincidence that we're talking about this right now and that you can have a deeper awareness of why you might be reacting a certain way or have a certain trigger and it, you can explore what that means through working with your inner child and healing it and when you heal anytime you heal yourself you're healing your ancestors you're healing the future you know and, and not necessarily even through conversations with family members or anything like that but just on yourself Right. Just naturally kind of overflows in a certain way. I don't remember where else I was going with that, but it's just kind of cool to recognize the whole versus being like we can. Ex- we oh, don't this have to is be- just happening to just me. It's just my family. It's right. just my parents. It's just my fact that I'm fucked up right now. Right. So it doesn't have to be the small mind. We can be the big mind. And, and it's the collective. Right. It is the collective. And society, because some of this is societal. Yes. Because some of the things that you're reading, are, you know, just like the belief systems of how we should act in public. I you see it a lot in public schools now that you're not supposed to be angry or joyous. Like, they literally want kids to be one emotion. And when they act to the extreme of any emotion, then they get labeled. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And even creativity, like there are, there's so much around. Well, lot just came up with that for me. So we need to touch on that again. Let's talk about that as a topic at some other point because I could just go off on a tantrum about that. But the importance of working with your wounded child. So if you could relate to anything that Shauna and I just talked about, then that is an opportunity for you to work with a wounded child. So. Do you want to talk about some of the ways that you've worked with your inner child? Well, I'm a little confused right now because I feel like, uh, again, it's going back to these these archetypes like of the, the inner sun. child. Yep. Yeah. I'm, and I'm thinking, wow, let's do a series of inner child episodes. So today, you know, today we're doing the wounded child. And if we get to another, we do. And then let's plan, like, let's talk about the magical and the nature child or whatever. We maybe we just maybe we actually do like a training around it. We could do that too. I think that would be kind of neat so people would have more depth work. And we're learning, right? We're learning mm-hmm. as we go. We, we come up with these topics and then we start to talk and we're like, oh my God, this is so But it's all so stuff deep. that we've done on ourselves, even right. though there's other layers to move through. But I have done, I, and I brought my picture of my inner child, not my inner child, but this is a picture of me. Aww. This is on my altar. Aww. And I took it off today. Um, one time I was over my parents, I purposely looked through all old photo albums because I knew I wanted a photo of myself on my altar. Mm-hmm. And I check in oh, with her sweet. a lot. I check in with her every time I'm meditating. As far as my own work goes... You would I, say that's the age of the, the inner child that you check in with, too? Or is that just symbolic of... That's symbolic. Okay. Because sometimes I'm much, much younger when I'm checking in. Younger? Yes. Then how old would you say you are in that picture? Seven or eight. And you're younger. Sometimes I check in with that little toddler. Oh, wow. Just to hold her and nurture her and give her a hug. I have to say, I have seen people make fun of nurturing the inner child, that Mm -hmm. idea of nurturing in the inner child. And there was a part of me at one time that that agreed with that. Like, oh, yeah, nurture your inner child. Until I started to understand how important it really is. Because every age we have ever been is still within us. Oh, yeah. Every age you have ever been is still within you. 
the so slideshow of your that. life exists within your cells yes. and in your memory. Some of the first work I did with Inner Child was with Pathways. Mm-hmm. That's when I really started to embrace the idea that I need to tune in. Mm-hmm. And some of the first visualization meditations that I did, I sobbed, sobbed. There was one in particular where what we came out of the meditation and then we were to do something with our inner child. And I immediately grabbed my crepons and my book and we just started coloring. That's something I loved doing as a child. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And I drew her. I just drew what she looked like. And then I created a dialogue with her and that was a lot of fun. There have, there have been breakthrough moments for me where something's going on and I'm trying to process it as a 52-year-old woman and I'm realizing that at 52 I'm good with it right. and it's not the 52-year-old who's being affected. Right, it's the inner child. And then when I tune in, yep. it's, it's a shit storm, I'll tell you that. It's not pretty. It's not, but it's been healing. Yeah. Well, I've done work with, you've done work with me, I've done mm-hmm. with the inner child. It's usually my 12, 13-year-old self mm-hmm. that has the, whatever it is, the issues. Of, same thing, like working as a 40-year-old woman in that way, like I can't figure it out. Like in my mind, I know what needs to happen and, and how I could be letting things go and healing, but for some reason it's like, you know, coming up against a wall a little bit. But then when we went in and worked with that age, it was like you uncover what's happening and kind of like the advice that needs to come from both, like the 40-year-old the self and then the 12, 13-year-old self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, it is emo- it's very emotional. I, th- okay, I'm just going to talk for myself. I have abandoned her. Mm. a long time ago totally abandoned that little girl within me starting to get emotional you want authenticity you got it (laughs) when I take the time to tune in oh god I remember one time I just spent the whole time apologizing like holy shit I'm so sorry that I completely forgot you were there yeah and I'm not going to allow that to happen again I can't stress enough the importance of checking in and you just spoke about how your 40 year old you know mindset and you know what to do you you know the answers but then you need to check in with your younger self for me a lot of it is fear and these these feelings of anxiety and and just deep fear and I think holy shit I'm 52 years old and then it hits me it's not the 52 year old Shauna and then I have to take I don't have to I choose to take the time to check in with a younger version of myself and then it is the 52 year old Shauna and it's the whatever age you're working and it's like you can see this the interplay of everything how it works together and it's beautiful. Yeah. And and then the energy shifts so that I can feel the energy within me when whatever is happening. And then when I tune in and I work with her, mm-hmm. when I acknowledge her, recognize and honor her in whatever way, 
the energy shifts. Yeah. And it's released. And I'm like, okay, that's all I needed to do was check in with her. Well, and it's interesting, like, when you do check in with the inner child, how the behavior changes. Like, you talked about coloring. Yeah. But even when you tap into it, like, the your body language can change. Even your voice can change. The way your mannerisms change. It's pretty neat to witness like you can witness yourself too going into the age whatever age it is where that needs the work mm-hmm. and mine is usually around abandonment that's why like the orphan child I could relate with a lot so abandonment and not trusting my intuition you know those are like big big ones um and holding her you know just that that's been powerful for me doing inner child work is going in and physically oh, you're you talking know, about literally literally visualizing holding, holding yes. myself and <laughs> yeah and it's okay and whether floodgates whoever's crawling into whose lap you know in that visualization just to be like it's okay and you know forgive yourself and love yourself and and trust yourself and you're not alone and those kind of like realizations that come from it and then you come out and you have that the merging like we've done together it's like you can hold both and then you bring them together and you realize that that's all it's okay it is okay yeah and forgive and the forgiveness too i mean it's oh it's most important to forgive yourself first for treating yourself so Woo! this is a little too much for me right now yeah wow go ahead i'm sorry okay. i didn't mean no, to that's stop okay. it's like yeah it's a lot my heart center is like <sighs> bursting right imploding now. and exploding yes it's exactly what it yes. feels like but the forgiveness is key that's it and it is super emotional to just be mm-hmm. like i had a huge realization that i kind of touched on earlier with you and now i'm getting emotional but um just and i didn't i recognized pieces of what was happening you know as it was happening but then to go back where my life is now in this place of living on earth that's all how i can explain my life now it's like i am living in each moment versus all of the creating and the manifesting that i did for fucking 40 years of my life like and it was all it needed to happen right every single thing needed to happen it's perfect it's perfect 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 but looking back and reading some of my old journals and and the harshness I took the blame for everything in my life and it's just I spent I don't even know at least an hour the other night just being like I forgive you I forgive you I forgive you like it's for being so mean to myself so hard have you visualized a younger self and asked for forgiveness I don't think so try that Try that, listeners. But even with you just saying that, I can go into it and, yeah, I am forgiven, 100%. That's nice. And I also imagined what it would be like to not have done that. To not have done what? The inner work? No, blame myself and be so harsh to actually be kind and trust my intuition. I mean, like, going back through my journals recently, man, my intuition has always been spot spot on to, like, exactness to specific very specific and I didn't trust myself because of a lot of it is this wounded like the inner child the orphan the wounded 
And I have all of them, but those were very strong. I'm finding myself sitting in feelings of enviness when you talk because I never, I mean, I wrote, I always enjoyed writing horror stories when I was a kid, but I never wrote in a journal and intuition was never introduced to me, any sort of awareness that just wasn't. So I don't have any of that background of, wow, yeah, all, my intuition has always been on. I didn't even know I had it. So I'm noticing that I have these feelings of envy of your childhood and being that aware at such a young age. And I, there's a part of me that wishes I could go back and do it all over again. Which I guess you can with I, this word. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really good Because it was point. there, right? So I think you would go back and, and hone in on what. Wow, maybe I'll do that just for my writing alone. Yeah, right? Right from the inner child. The intuitive inner child, which would probably be the divine and magical inner child. Getting back to asking for forgiveness, that was one of the times where. It was just so, it was overwhelmingly emotional for me to ask forgiveness of my younger self for having abandoned her Mm. for so long, for just forgetting that she was even there. And now when I think about people who joke about nurturing the inner child, I I have that feeling of wanting to punch them in the mouth. (laughs) That would be the nature one where you want to physically harm. Physically harm somebody. Yeah, for me, it, it's become a practice of checking in with her, whatever age, and it's different all the time, mm-hmm. to say, all right, I'm understanding this as a woman today, but help me to understand it more deeply, or what am I missing from your understanding of it, yeah. or your fears of it, your insecurities for me personally, that's a lot that comes up. It's my inner child has a lot of fear and insecurity. And she needs to be reassure, reassured that it's safe for her to move through this world. Mm-hmm. And I have reassured her that I have her back. She's not doing it alone. I am with her every step of the way. Yeah. Well, and I think that both you and I have built, have connected with a community that nurtures definitely these aspects and that is that's healing yeah in and of itself and you can joke about in our child obviously you know yeah, i know Just but i know what you mean get defensive people that have like an aversion to thinking and maybe it's because i had an aversion to it yeah and you're like now i don't but you don't know what this could do for you yeah it could be so <laughs> healing <laughs> That's your, it's your inner child. Just do the damn work. That's sitting there blocking <laughs> there. Did you block your ears when you were in a, when you were a child? What are we at? 39 minutes. Already? Yes. Oh, what geez. the hell? Yes. 39? Let me put my glasses on. Yes. Holy cowser. All right. This is <laughs> we talk be, a lot. We do talk a lot. But, but there's I feel so like, much to cover. Yeah, there is. All right, so practices around, oh, what do you have? Let's see. What okay, you got so, there? Mama. So, that's so cute. <laughs> I like that. That's what Tyler calls me, Mama. Mama. Some of my practices are, what do you want to do today? Just checking like in. Yes. Your ch- oh. What do you want to do today? 
That makes me feel like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I woke up today and felt like Christmas. You did? I did. That's a good feeling. <sighs> yeah, it was. Yep. So if you were to ask your inner, so say you had nothing else to do today, you could do anything your inner child wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Take a moment and check in and ask, what do you want to do today? What's what comes to you? First thing, coloring. Like um. I colored so much when I was a kid, and now I give myself permissions to go out on the lines. No, oh, look at you. I actually did honor my inner child today because I felt like I didn't want to wear shoes, and it was wet and it was soggy out today. And I'm like, I'm, I don't want to wear shoes to drive my kids to the bus stop and then Good to school. You. And it felt so, I felt like a kid. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I could feel my adult creeping in because then I started to walk on the sides of my feet. And I was like, ew. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to walk and just be messy. That is so interesting because yesterday when it wasn't raining, um, well, I forgot that we're, never mind. Forget it. I was just oh, in my that's head all for right, a second. Though. <laughs> the day and everything. Yes. Yeah, who cares though? Yeah, just our so full disclosure. Come, we record ahead of time. Yeah, we we record all of our podcasts weeks ahead of time. Yeah. So today is actually November first. Yeah. And yesterday Halloween was postponed because of inclement weather, Weird. and it was gorgeous last it night. Really, it was very magical. I went out in the yard yesterday, and I was barefoot. Mm. And I had leaves sticking all over my feet. And I was like, I don't care. I'm feeling the earth. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, so what would you do today? I love that. What Or what can I do? F- you could always ask your inner child, what can I do for you today? Mm. Or it doesn't what even do have to be if today? you have free time, though. No, it could be any time. You, you, you could be, wow, I don't know why this just came to me. You're in the cafeteria at work. Don't ask me yeah. where that came from. <laughs> Well, a lot of people have cafeteria. What do you want for lunch today? Mm. Whipped cream. Yeah. (laughs) You got whipped cream back there in the refrigerator? (laughs) Jello. I wouldn't even want jello. That's like my inner old person. (laughs) (laughs) That just came out. Sorry. (laughs) What can I do for you today? What would you like to do? Just ask your inner child what they want. What do they want? And even like interacting with people from that place of the inner child, which I feel like is connected. That would be wicked fun. To that softness. I find myself like with Josh, not like I have to let go, right? And just have fun and. Not have that control. Yeah. Or being like vulnerable. It's vulnerability. I think connecting, allowing your your inner child to. Come out as vulnerable because you could be goofy, you know, you could find yourself dancing or singing or whatever. Even just like jumping on the person, like you don't know what their reaction is going to be. So we all just heard what Jennifer did earlier today. I didn't actually. I I didn't. Not in front of him. But you're going to later. I know. You got me thinking. (laughs) I did jump on him. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, you can always write a letter to your inner child mm. and then write a letter from your inner child. And read it in two different voices. Write it in two different color pens. Ooh. Different paper. Right? You don't yeah. wanna Maybe draw pictures with it too. Maybe you do a picture story. So that was one child. of the things I had was dialogue. I said I told you it, after coming out of a meditation, I grab my crepons and my and my book and I. What's I, a crepon? So they're the those waxy sort of things that everyone in Pathways uses. Those. Oh, so you're not saying crayons? No, that, that's what Carol calls them, crepons. So I just adopted it. <laughs> I don't know if it's truth. 
It's a fun word. It is. Crepon. Uh, crepon. I actually want to Google it. And then I, I dialogued with her, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, draw something and then have a conversation with it and see what comes up. Oh, with your picture. Yes. Like with, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I have a bunch of questions here. Again, you know, we're learning, right? Mm-hmm. And, and here we are. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's talk about the inner child. All right. Wait, clearly. Literally not <laughs> even scratch wait, the surface. Seriously. But I found some questions and I came up with some questions that I guess maybe can help prompt that conversation with the inner child. What's one thing that dazzles your heart? But you're not asking yourself. You're asking your inner child. Oh, See, all these questions make me say, oh, like, it's so cute to think about. Look at shrugging like a little girl. <laughs> Dazzle. So cute. <laughs> what would you say to your adult self? Okay. What dream do you want to come to life? And I already know what These Jennifer's. are like making, I have the chills. What did you want your parents to know about you? Mm. I'm not evil. I'm a good kid. What did I want? I'm afraid. Mm. I'm scared. I just need you to hug me. Yeah. All right, I can keep going. Yeah. Let's back off of that. Do you have any answers to that? No. Okay. So many, but none. What is your biggest, wildest dream? I have the chills with all of these. How do you most want to be loved? Wow. And these are just a few that I wrote down. All right. So those are our questions. Those are our questions. And this is the very, this is the start. Can we just focus our next few episodes on the inner child? Do you want to do so. that? Yeah. Let's just kind we'll of. We'll see. We'll see where the next one takes yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. But we'll do inner child for the next because one. Because I feel like we just touched on the wounded child. Yeah. Like just touched I on I think it. there's a lot more research that we can do. Maybe we just. So next time we focus on orphan and wounded in more depth, we could find some writings from like maybe Caroline Mason, Carl Jung, or whatever we find um, to explore that a little bit more. Because, yeah. I guess that would be one, two, three, at least three more episodes. Um, I mean, I want to know more. I do too. And I want to share more. Well, and we'll have, we might splice it up a little bit because we'll yep. have an interview coming up and yep. then maybe we'll, then we'll revisit the inner child or whatever. However we decide yeah, to do it. Yeah, we can do it any way we want. Okay. Yeah, we can. We can do whatever we want. That's Hand the on child, hip. right? That's like seven-year-old. If for those of you watching... You know what I used to imagine my fan my I'm gonna share something very personal. One of my fantasies as a child. Oh, repetitive fantasy. <laughs> it's wicked funny. I would have on in my, this this imagination of mine, this red little red skirt. It was probably like corduroy, right? A corduroy skirt, white tights. And I would imagine myself sliding down a banister and like singing. That is awesome. You're like a little performer. <laughs> and there, there are a whole bunch of people at the bottom of the I stairs, don't even like know waiting if for you were. to like, jump on. It didn't even matter. And... No, I don't even think it I mattered. I love that. Yeah, that was like a that was a repetitive fantasy, I guess. Can I share something with yeah. you? Yeah, of course I can. I was out shopping for. Some I love new... that you just answered. <laughs> well, I'm in my little girl attitude right now, yeah. so you're just gonna have to deal with it. Because I was never allowed to have this attitude when I was a kid. <laughs> I was out shopping for some new clothes, and I, you're going to freak when you hear this, I saw a corduroy skirt. Oh. 
and I wanted to buy it so bad. What color and was it? I think it was like a maroon color. And I stood in front of it, and all I could see was me and that skirt with a pair of tights on. Get out of here. I swear to God. Oh, I and love yesterday it. I was having a conversation with Nina yeah. about tights. Really? I swear she's wearing tights to a wedding tomorrow night. So I must need to, we have to buy this outfit. So today is, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of things as you're talking. Today is the Day of the Dead. So it's Des, Des, Nis, Mortes. I'm yes. practicing it. I'm practicing like it. Like Dio, Dio, Dios, Los, Mors, Muertos. I can't, it's hard It's a beautiful me. day. My, it's gorgeous, Because it's right? honoring ancestors and, and all, saying the names. And all of the monarch butterflies have made their way over there, mm. which is great. They show up. They coincide with the Day of the Dead. Regardless of all that, I was thinking about, I would love to have our faces painted like that Ooh. for an episode. So if anybody... I bet can, Josh can do it. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had someone willing to let us borrow a couple of masks. Okay, cool. So uh, we're just kind of going off here. Yeah. All right, so all right, let's just, let's, let's Jeez, close up Louise. today's session, I mean, today's episode, and then we can but talk offline so about way too fast. Wait All right. Well, love you. Find us. Um, I'm Shauna. You can find me at Shauna Gulbrand everywhere. It's the, I'm the only one in the world with that name. So you, <laughs> you can't miss. I love it. <laughs> I'm Jennifer. Journey Home Yoga. You can look up Journey Home Yoga. I'm the only one in the world with Journey Home Yoga. Enjoy wellness. There's some others that try to compare, but we won't talk <laughs> about just find us. Hawks <laughs> and Lavender Rose. Hawks and Lavender Rose. And we love you. love you all so much. Thank you so much Peace for listening out. and watching.